0: Ready for Setho Luka? Seth, you want to take questions? Or would
1: you like to make an opening statement? I would just keep it usual, the same.
0: How are you feeling, Setho?
1: I'm feeling pretty well. How about yourself?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm feeling good. Um, you know, I passed all the concussion uh, mm-hmm. testing, um, cleared to play this week. Um, so, you know, that, that's that. When
2: were you cleared? The, the protocol, and how long did that take?
1: Um, I believe I was cleared Sunday. Um, I don't know how long. What, it took a week or so, a week and a half. Um, but you know, I got cleared Sunday. I uh, have to play this week, and so that's uh, so it. That you know, I'm just happy to uh, you know be concussion free, um, just for life in general. First concussion
2: for you?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely a new experience. Um, but you know, hopefully we don't have that anymore.
2: So. The storyline is, you know, Jordan's going to start getting some fun and time. You know, how do you feel that he's going to be
1: taking some snaps against and potentially against Utah? You know that, that's great. You know, it's good. You know, Jordan brings a lot to the table. Uh, some things that you know I can't even bring. Um, obviously, he's faster than me. Uh, you know, you can't deny that. You know, I can't say I run a four four or anything like that. Um, but you know, it's good for the team. You know, it's good for him. You know, it, you know, I think people are trying to make a bigger deal out of it than it is. So, you know, both of us are going to play, and, you know, that's just how it's going to be. And, you know, I still expect you know, both of us to play really at a high level and, you know, uh, help the offense excel. of with any kind
2: of fire under your belly all to get back to what as
1: soon as you can? No, you know, obviously I just wanted to focus on um, healing from the concussion um, and then focusing on Oregon. You know, whatever whatever reps you get, um, whether that be in practice in the summer or in games, you know, you just want to do the best that you can, uh, control what you can control. Um, ultimately, the coach makes the decision, and you know you live you live by that. But you know you just want to you know play the best each time you get.
2: Has it been discussed uh, how playing time might be uh, divided up, or is that something that comes on game day?
1: You know, uh, probably on game day. You know, nothing nothing really has changed. You know, uh, nobody in the coaching staff has made a big deal about anything. It's um, just been a normal week. You know, obviously, uh, I think we're splitting more reps. Uh, we don't want to want to make sure I don't have any more relapses on my concussion, uh, but which is fine, normal, uh, you know, just something to flip with.
0: Seppo, regardless of reasoning for it, how big is it to have the backup has some experience? Because you never know what's going to happen like, with injuries or things like that. But as you, if you're going to the next two games in the next year, how big is that to have him have experience?
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely important. You know, I think people, always want to turn into a competition but you know it's a a team sport you know obviously each person wants to play but you know you're it's a I guess corny saying but you know you're only as good as your weakest link you know everyone needs to be on the same level you know Jordan needs to be just as prepared as me Uh, the backup left tackle needs to be just as prepared as the starting tackle because you don't want anyone to come into the game and not be prepared to play and then it all goes downhill from there Uh, so it's good for him to get experience it's good for him to play Um, so you know I It's just good to leave it at that.
3: So, do you feel that you can beat Oregon?
1: Definitely. Definitely. You know, I I don't see why we couldn't beat Oregon or we couldn't beat any team in the country. You know, besides, you know, one game, you know, where we just just gave away, you know, a lot of points in the first half um, against USC. You know, we've been in every game, you know, even... Uh, against Arizona State when nobody really thought we could, you know, stay with them. You know, we play with them. Uh, I think we outplayed them for the most part. You know, we just didn't, you know, score points. So I definitely think we can beat Oregon, and you know, the whole team has that mentality, and, you know, other people may not see it that way. But, you know, we just know that we have to go out there and execute and, you know, execute for four quarters.
2: Are you excited at all to play in Austin just given what that stadium brings and kind of being you know, one of our prestigious stadiums to play in across
1: the country? Yeah, definitely, you know, you always want to play on the biggest stage possible. And, you know, right now that's, you know, a pretty big venue to play at. Uh, it's pretty loud there. So it's definitely exciting to go in there and play a great team and, you know, be able to compete with some of the best players in the country. So,
3: uh, other than winning, what are you hoping to get out of these last two games?
1: Uh, obviously just to get better you know there's always something that you see on film that you can that you can improve on I guess Uh, as offense uh, individually so we definitely have to use these last two games you know obviously we can't go to a bowl game anymore but to use it as a uh, stepping stone uh, to next year uh, you know for spring ball especially um, because you know football never stops uh, honestly I mean we're here pretty much every week every day except for a couple weeks out of the year and you know, we're going to try and get better for next year because, you know, we've seen what the improvements we've made. Obviously, we haven't had as many wins as last year, but we're definitely improving as a team and we're a lot better than last year.
0: Obviously, Oregon is a national championship
4: contender. Is the spoiler role something that you guys can take on as a team?
1: You know, we just want to go in there and, you know, go 1-0. You know, it sounds like a cheesy saying, but, you know, if we spoil them and win, you know, that's all cool and everyone will call it a spoiler. But, you know, we honestly think that we can win and, you know, that's our goal. Uh, that's a work, the mentality we're going in with, and so we, you know, we just want to go in there and win. We don't want to put any extra hype on it or anything like that.
0: What do you see from Morgan's defense on uh,
1: the They're a very athletic team, um, from the front seven to the, to the DBs, um, good corners, safeties. I mean, you know, I don't want to say a typical Pac-12 team because not each defense is the same, but you know, each defense in the Pac-12 is, is a very good defense, and we to be able to, Hit our assignments and and be consistent with the ball. Uh, take care of the ball and just be able to move the ball. I mean, they're a good defense and we are just got to play really well against them.
5: I know you have to spend all your time looking at defenses, but uh, do you take a peek at fellow quarterbacks and especially Marietta, That kind of thing. See what he does and, and, and what are your if you just so what are your impressions? Of him?
1: Um, so I haven't watched a ton of football outside of. I mean, if we have a bye week, you know, I'll watch a little bit of college football. Um, but from what I've seen, you know, of, uh, I saw him at the Manning camp, you know, really good quarterback. Um, you know, obviously everyone hypes him up um, to be a really good quarterback, which he is. You know, I think he's thrown only a couple of picks this year. Uh, he's, he's a good quarterback. Um, you know, he's running for the Heisman. But, you know, I have faith and trust in my defense, you know, to stop him. So, you know, I don't want to build him up too much because, you know, I have faith in the defense that will stop him.
4: So uh, thank you. Thanks, guys. Gerald Rochambo.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, same thing, Morgan. Bringing up the, list off the of no What does it mean
3: to you to be named one of the finalists
4: for the World Um, I think it's you know it's a pretty big honor for me. You know, you look at the names on that list. And, you know, to be recognized as one of those guys as, like, you know, a top receiver in the nation is pretty cool. Um, and I think when a receiver is productive, like I've been, I think it's kind of a reflection of the whole offense. So, you know, it's an individual award, but, you know, I think it also shows what we've accomplished as a team. So this uh, this weekend's matchup against Oregon is uh, probably
2: one of the more high-profile defensive backers. Okay. That against. Now, how important is this for not only your season, but... Or your to play
4: well this yeah, I mean as a secondary, I think as a whole they're probably the best, you know, group we face so far and their two corners uh, on the outside are really good players. So I think it'll be a good test. Um, Coach Walters has talked about it for us receivers that's kinda of like a benchmark to see where, you know, we're at, you know, this is the top top team in the nation, so we're gonna be able to see where we're at as individuals and as a team.
0: Coach McIntyre said yesterday that teams have started to get creative in the ways that they're guarding you defensively, and that's opened things up for the running game. Can you take some pride in that as a receiver? Getting that attention,
3: is it both flattering and frustrating at the same time? No.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think it's anytime you know, you get a little more attention from a defense, I think it's, you know, a sign of, you know, you're doing something right. So, you know, I'm glad to get that attention and open things up for the running game, really.
2: Nelson, what, else, what are you wanted for uh, the next few games for yourself?
4: Um, I mean, just keep producing, you know, whatever, whatever the, in, you know, the run game, pass game, whatever I can do to, you know, keep this offense being effective. Um, that's it, really.
2: When you look at your stats from the
4: season, what do you take the most pride in? Um, I don't know, the catches, I guess. You know, I like to think of myself as sure-handed and, you know, not dropping too many balls. So, you know, when the ball is thrown my way, I hope to make the play, and I think I've been doing a good job of that.
3: Just on um, Marcus Mariota and the
5: challenges he poses? Uh, I mean he's a great quarterback. That's why he's in the Heisman running. Uh he can run, he can throw and he makes great decisions and he doesn't turn the ball over.
2: Kind of the defense has really stepped up over uh, the course of the season, but no doubt you're gonna face your biggest test against River. How have you guys been preparing for
5: that quick snap to offense? Uh, I mean we've seen a lot of that in the Pac twelve, so that's that's not too bad for us and especially playing here in Colorado we have uh, that good endurance, so I mean, and a lot of communication is key when people go uh, no huddle and they hurry up. How do you view these next two games?
2: Uh, you know, what's, what's your personal goal that you have to, to finish
5: this up? Uh, I mean, I would certainly would love to have those debuts in the category and, and also just to send uh, the seniors off right. I mean, these are their last, their last two, two weeks, really. And, I mean, it's, it's always nice to send them on, out on top.
3: They're third in the nation in scoring. They have a Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback. What is the key to slowing them down and keeping yourselves in the game, giving yourself a chance to win in the fourth quarter?
5: Um, staying on our run fits, tackling, and uh, communicating, and just doing our job.
2: Has it been tough for you as a linebacker this year to kind of be cycling through partners in that second
5: line between Brady and Addison? No, no, it's not too bad at all. I mean, in camp, we take so many reps. I've played with Brady already, and I've played with Addison, many different snaps. So, I mean, it's it's nothing new, really. And as long as we communicate and talk out there, there's no problem at all.
2: And this defense has generally been... I don't want to say decimated, but they've had a lot of injuries this season. Has
5: that been kind of tough on you being someone of the mainstay of the season? No, I don't think so. Um, again, we took so many reps. I trust those guys behind me that when they come in, they know that what they have to do and they can do their job.
0: How difficult do you think it will be to communicate given
5: how loud Austin can be? Uh, well, I mean, luckily for us to be on defense, it won't be as, as loud when they have the ball. So, I mean, and we have hand signals and whatnot, so we don't have to use our mouth all the time.
3: Kenneth, you guys are among uh, the best teams in the nation in terms of defending passes, knocking passes down, that sort of thing. But you haven't got a lot of interceptions.
5: Why do you think that is? I'm um, uh, not sure. I, mean, I guess maybe we'll be stepping in front of these passes this time instead of uh, knocking them down. I mean, pass breakups are, I guess, are, I mean, just as good or pretty good. I mean, turnovers are a big, big help out there. But as long as we get three and out, that's also nice.
0: Kenneth, how have you
5: improved as a linebacker throughout the season? Um, I know with experience. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of the plays over and over again. I know what I'm going to get. I know where I need to be and, and uh, where I have to fit for the run. We
0: have a question
6: for two. What did we do before we had all these little phone gadgets? <laughs> uh, uh, We're excited about the game this um, Saturday. Um, I feel like tonight they'll probably be ranked number one in the country. I would put them number one uh, offensively and defensively. They're really, really talented special teams, um, excellent returners. uh, They're an excellent football team and and Marcus Mariota is playing um, at a high, high Caliber, he's healthy and he's running around and making plays. Um, so uh, it was going to be a tough test, and um, our kids are looking forward to going up there and playing. I'll take any questions at this time.
0: Coach, if you were going to construct the perfect college quarterback, how much could you pull from
6: Mariota with that? Well, I, I think into uh, today's college football, I think he kind of fits it to a T. Um, you know, he's able to um, keep plays created and. He's able to make a lot of throws, and um, they do a good job with him um, in, in the offense, the way they use, utilize him. But I think one of the things that also makes him go, he has a lot of great weapons around him. Um, he really really does. And, you know, uh, they also have, they run the ball really well, not just with him, but they, you know, they, they've got some excellent running backs. And the other thing is their receivers run after catch. Um, they're excellent at, at, at that. So there's a lot of explosive plays all over the field um, for them. They did lose their tight end, um, number 85, who was a sophomore who I think is, he was an unbelievable tight end. I mean, he, he was making play after play after play, and um, his injury was um, kind of, was really rough down there on the goal line the way it happened. Uh, so, uh, uh, he, you know, they're gonna miss him, but I think they have a, a ton of weapons on their football team, which makes Marcus even better.
0: Mike, did you go down the stretch of the season, losing the postseason, so as you go know, into these last two games, do you try to balance uh, the seniors getting them playing time but also trying to get some younger guys have uh, some experiences
6: as they come in <laughs> year? No, we're gonna play the, the guys that we feel like are once playing, the ones playing that need to play. You know, we're so beat up um, in the secondary. I've never been I've been coaching twenty five years, I've never seen anything like it attack one position. Um, and so uh, that's really limited us and um, we've got guys playing double roles and got guys that were two weeks ago were on scout team that now are starting. So uh, you know, it's a it's a, um, a situation where we're getting every man available that can play, you know, and uh, so the kids are excited about going to play.
4: Obviously, uh, as a coach in the Pac-12, you'd love to see another Pac-12 team compete for a national championship. That being said, can your team kind of embrace the spoiler role as a chance to maybe not come out
6: of that? Oh, we'd love to. There's no doubt about it. Um, we would love to. And. Uh, you know they're an excellent football team, and uh, they're they're playing at a high caliber right now, and and they got a lot at stake. But of course, we would we would definitely love to win that game. There's no doubt about it.
2: So, uh, Coach, your seems had some trouble taking down you know, big-bodied halfbacks, guys like Shaq Thompson over this whole season. Face Royce Freeman, who's well, probably six foot or So how do you how do you get your defense to kind of get that mindset?
6: Well, we need to. Yeah, we need to do what we did in the second half against Washington. You know, we hit him low and got him down, um, and that's what you have to do. You you try to hit a big back high, especially if you're a secondary guy. Um, they're going to stiff arm you. They're going to run over you. And uh, uh, I caught like about a minute, I think, last night or something. A highlight late, late last night on the running back for uh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know those guys. A couple of saw, saw, um, shots I saw, they were trying to hit him high too. They need to hit him low, um, so you have to do that. But that's a little easier said than done when you're coming up at different angles on him. But he, he's an excellent back. Um, he's made a lot of great runs. Um, but they have a, they, the thing is they have a couple backs. They kind of keep bringing them at you at waves. And uh, but we're going to have to fit the run up and, and, and tackle well. And and that's something we uh, have done good at times and done bad at times. We have to be consistent with it.
0: Nelson said that. Troy Walters told him that this is the benchmark for the receiving corps. But do you see this as the benchmark for where your offense is going up against this talented defense?
6: Uh, I think each week it is. You know, I, you know, statistically, um, the Washington defense was the best we had played, and I thought they played well against that. Now, I think that this defense um, at Oregon is extremely talented. Um, when you look at their height and weight and length, they consume the field. They kind of. This might be a stupid statement, but when I watch them, it's kind of like watching Syracuse's basketball team in the zone. They're all so long, and they just consume the field. And when y'all stand out there on the field with them in pregame, and when they you'll see what I'm talking about. They're six seven, they're six eight, they're six five. You know, they're they're long, athletic guys, and so they're getting passing lanes, and they run people down. Their um, their secondary's tall and athletic. So, uh, I, they kind of consume the field. I think they're very, very talented. Um, and uh, we've got to find a way to move the ball, which we have all year, and I think we will again. Uh, but we just got to realize that length and athleticism is going to cause us some issues. Statistically,
5: they've given up a lot of yards, though. Yes, they What's have. an explanation
6: on that? Um, there's good offenses in our league. <laughs> I really do, and I think they get pumped up to play Oregon. And I think the offenses in our league, knowing that Oregon scores at the click they do, those offenses take more chances. They go for it more on fourth down. So I think it's, if that makes sense, I think it's kind of a, you know, if if their offense wasn't scored as many points, the other teams' offenses might be a little more conservative knowing they're not going to have to. And I think that's caused a little bit more point total on them than, than usual. But, um, you know, they've cranked it up a lot of times when they've had to, too.
2: Speaking of big plays, Oregon's offense is you know, became big plays. And- your defense has given up uh, quite a few of those this yep. year. How do you mitigate those big plays, those third and long
6: scenarios turned into 34 yard games? Yeah, um, again, it's, it's getting lined up correctly, tackling the guys in open space, being on our correct landmarks. Um, it, it's, a, it's I wish it was easy, as easy to say as it is to do. Um, so we've got to find a way to be able to do that. Our kids have been working at it hard, and um, hopefully we can um, mitigate some of those. They're going to make some long plays. We've got to mitigate um, the number of them, and we need to find a way to... One thing we haven't done for some reason, we haven't been able to cause turnovers, um, and that's something we have to do to to be a good defense. Good defenses cause turnovers. They have plays made on them, but they cause turnovers and and make different things happen, and we haven't been able to do that um, like we'd like by any stretch. Did you
2: watch Arizona beat Oregon? Have you watched it? Yeah, I
6: did. Um, Mariota was hurt in that game. You know, he had an ankle situation, didn't run the ball near as much. Every time they've lost, basically he's been banged up somehow during the game. I mean, you can go back and look at that over the last couple of years. When he's healthy, I don't think, when he's truly healthy and he can run and make plays, I don't know if they've ever lost. And uh, so, um, and that's kind of, you know everybody knows about the story last year, where they were trying to, he was hurt and they didn't really run him much. Everybody was wondering what was going on. His knee was bothering him, so um, maybe he'll stub his toe in warm or something, so.
3: Coach, how much will Jordan Gurkey play uh, in this game? We're just
6: going to find out as the week goes along um, with Cepho's situation. And Cepho was able to do a little bit more today, but he's still not at, we're completely 100% cleared, we think he will be. So we'll just see how the week goes along and how that progresses to exactly how much uh, we do for Saturday. That
3: leads to another question. If for whatever reason Cepho wasn't cleared and wasn't able to play, who would be your backup
6: quarterback? Um, right now it would be Ty Ganji. would be our backup quarterback um, and have him ready to go. Um, I hope that situation doesn't arise, but we've been working at it and, and preparing for that um, quite often, you know, and the, especially the last three or four weeks once we got past, you know, sixth or seventh game of the season. And
3: then finally, how valuable is it in these last two games looking toward the future to get uh, Jordan some experience
6: I, uh, I we're going to play the guy that's ready to play um, because always experience helps. Um, but uh, we're always looking to, to play the guy that can help us win the game that Saturday. And uh, so um, that's how we look at it.
0: Is, is that position different, though? I mean, you mentioned before that you've never got through a season, just one quarterback, and that's held true here at Colorado. Is that position different that it might help to have guys that have been in the fire a little
6: bit? I, I think. Um, I think at every position is really, it's all relative. I really do. Um, You know, sometimes at other positions, guys can play special teams and kind of get their feet wet, so to speak, and run down on kickoff and run on punt coverage, and they kind of been out there some and give them experience. Um, And then also in other positions, you usually play guys a few plays here and there. and uh, nobody says, well, you're breaking the rhythm or you're, you're screwing up the system you know, type thing because ha- you, you're just naturally <clears throat> a process of doing it. Um, so I think experience always helps. I really believe that.
4: Other coaches in the past have done things like putting two scout team offenses on the field at the same time mm-hmm. to try and simulate Oregon's speed. Are you doing anything like that in practice this
6: week? Uh, we're hurrying it up. Um, we don't have enough people to do two scout teams right now because um, a lot of those guys are playing on offense and defense um, with some of our injuries. Uh, but uh, with the, you know, we're able to go at a fast pace on offense. So when we go we, every, every day, we go ones against ones to try to keep the speed of the game. So we'll have them go at a faster pace. And with the click, the smoothness of our offense, that helps us keep up with that. Um, and then we'll, we'll do like two plays in a row or three plays in a row the, off- the scout offense will, for example, they'll just hurry up and run it and then go the other hash and run it. And so that keeps that going fast. So that's how, how we're able to do that. Now, we do rotate our receivers in quite often and keep the line the same, which you're not standing and having to wait. The line gets the card, the receiver's running off the sideline, so it keeps that going fast. So it's like the other team just substituting a line and win. Um, so that's that's how we try to simulate it.
5: Mike, does, does Marietta do different things, do things differently than other quarterbacks, or does he just do –
6: Everything better. He runs faster than other quarterbacks. He's able – there was two plays in the Utah game where – well, three plays, I think, on the first drive, Um, uh, second drive. He made a real long run on the very first play of the game. Um, But the the second drive, Um, it's third down and eight. Everybody's covered. He goes, makes three guys miss, and, I mean, he's flying. Um, They couldn't even touch him. Um, And then he did it on another third down. you know, so somehow you got to keep him corralled in the pocket um, because if he can find that area, I think he, I think before the ball snap, well, I don't know, I, I know for sure. Before the ball snap, he kind of already knows where his escape lanes are. So you have to mix up those lanes according to where your three technique or your four eye or that type of thing is because I think he catches it, he sees it as he's seeing it, so he knows his escape lane. So we have to mix up the pocket for him um, during the course of the play. Now, um, again, that's easier said than done, but if you just run the exact lanes you're lined up in, then that's really easy for him. Um, so that's, he's able to see that. He has great vision, and then he has the ability to burst through it. And then it's really hard for a, um, a guy to run him down. Um, if, you know, if you've got six or seven yards, you get to a third down marker. Um, it's really hard for him.
2: Their offense struggled a little bit early in the season when their left tackle was out. Mm -hmm. He's back. How much of a difference do you see in their offense with him there?
6: Uh, Yeah, he's a very good player. Um, You know, the the thing that the left tackle does for a quarterback is just a comfort zone. So you drop back and you're not as nervous and you you might hold the ball a tad bit longer to get it there. But if you're nervous about your left tackle and you don't see him coming, if the receiver's not there, you pull it down a runner. you chop it down early. Um, so, I think that that gave him a, um, a comfort level. And, of course, the guy kept him off of him better. So, he was able to hold it a step longer, you know, um, be able to hold it a little bit longer, throws downfield, that type of thing. But, the, you know, they make a lot of quick throws, too. Um, but the, I think their offensive line, as the year has gone on, from earlier games that I've watched, as it's gone on, um, they definitely have grown up and matured as, as that has gone from there.
5: Mike, team has been kind of a – he's my quarterback type of coach. What challenges uh, have you faced now with this uh, uncertainty about what the quarterback rotation is going to be? Right.
6: Well, um, you know, it's, it's all in the, you know, working at his health and looking at every situation and looking at the, um, everything that we're doing and finding the best way to, to win this Saturday. So we'll see how, you know, he wasn't able to practice at all last week, see how rusty he is and, and, and look at from there as we go forward on it, um, you know, all the guys that play for us are, are guys I stand behind, period. You know, if they're starters, if they're backups, I, you know, I believe in all of them. And uh, they, they, they all understand that and need to know that. Um, but i do what's ever best for our team that Saturday that we feel like can win that football game. I've said it a few times, and I mean it sincerely. I look at every game as a season within itself because it, it changes so much with injuries, with different situations, different offenses, different defenses, um, you know people getting sick on Saturday morning and can't play. I mean, everything in the world changes on you. So you have to be adaptive as a coach, and you have to have everybody ready to go um, the, the best they can. That's why we try to give as many reps as we can to all the first and second teamers and, and other guys um, so they'll be ready because you never know uh, what's going to happen. In
2: recent weeks, the running backs have really stepped up, and mm-hmm. good fill-ins in particular. How do you see the growth of this whole course in this year, you know, year, year and a half
0: well,
6: I think as far as the running backs, um, I think the running backs have been playing well. You know, Michael Atkins hurt his knee and he was really, really hot. I think he would have had another, I think that would have been his third 100-yard game in a row. I mean, he was he was running. And uh, um, that's. I see him, and he was here this morning at 5.30 when I got here, going ready to go to the training room, working trying to get well. Um, I think our running backs, I think our running game has improved this year. That's, um, you know, uh, our offensive line, Coach Bernardi and those guys have done a good job. Our, um, and then you know our quarterbacks have done a good job with Brian showing them what we want on run fits, and where linebackers or safeties are plusing and able to get the run away from it or to it, um, or on you know, blitzes that type of thing. So I think that's really progressed our running game, um, and uh, done, and I think the kids are running hard and, and uh, getting after. It. So I think we've improved in that area. We I'd like to be able to be better in that area. Um, but what the, t- the way teams play defense nowadays, it makes it a little bit tougher sometimes to do that. Um, and uh, you don't want to run into overload blitzes. There's a lot more um, run blitzes called than usual, um, I think. And uh, so the way the game's changed a little bit, I think they've done a good job with that.
0: Coach, if uh, Sefo is healthy, do you
2: see yourself using a two-quarterback system for these final two games if Sefo is ready to go? No
6: uh, that's a hypothetical right now. I don't know. Uh, we'll look at that as the week goes along and, and see, and uh, uh, go from there. Uh,
2: what is what is Jordan bring different than Sepho?
6: I, I think Jordan uh, can run a little bit better um, than Seppo. Um, You know, he's a little bit shorter in the pocket, so you have to kind of um, move him in the pocket a little bit more. Uh, but uh, you know, he has a little bit better um, you know feet than Sepho. Um, was a little bit bigger, sits in the pocket a little bit better, can see downfield at times better. So there's a combination there. Neither one of those are weaknesses, and that they can be pluses um, depending on how we use them.
4: Anything else for Coach? All right, thank you.
6: Thank you. I appreciate it.